Hi, I'm Janne Silden and welcome to my technical hot seat. In each episode, you will learn more about the expert I talk to, as well as the company and its products and services. Enjoy. Today I talk to Karin Brett, Director of IT and Digitalization at Reinhold & Mahler. Welcome, Karin. Thank you, Jana, for having me here. I'm really looking forward to this talk uh, because IT and digitalization is a very hot topic currently. But before we go into that aspect, do you have a fun fact for me? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I love to have organized life and everywhere uh, at work, at private, be very structured, except at home, at the night, at bed, when I undress myself, I throw all my clothes off me from the bed and uh, I leave it there for the next day. And my fiance, she's always complaining about that. But yeah, <laughs> I, I think I really like that to, to have that in my life. <laughs> chaotic, I can completely chaotic, understand. Uh, thing, yeah. <laughs> Your poor fiance. But you are, um, <laughs> so so it's only the clothes are you also having this typical women, um, men kind of topic in relationship, toothpaste spread all over and stuff. How is that? Yeah, I mean, we we have a we have a teen teenage boy also at home, and uh, I'm also I complain actually a lot about uh, <laughs> being unorganized and unstructured. But at that point, I I don't know why. But this is my fun fact here. Yeah, yeah I, I see you enjoy yourself having that fun fact. <laughs> so it's really <laughs> good. Thanks for sharing. So, Calvin, uh, can you describe a short Reinhold Maler? Yeah, Reinhold Mahler is, uh, we are situated here in, in Hamburg, uh, our headquarter. We're globally operating a turnkey provider for ship interior. So we do like cruise vessels, mega yachts, but also in the maritime sector, like uh, Navy boats and uh, submarines, and do then everything from the steel till the last piece of interior on board. And yeah, mostly a lot of project management, engineering, but then also coordination of subcontractor. We have our own facilities, fabrication facilities for uh, interior, as well as wet cabins in China. China is like re really hot topic for us. It's it's growing massively, and uh, this is also our focus for the next coming years. Exciting. Um, just to summarize, so it's all about um, walls, ceilings, floors, doors. You mentioned wet units, uh, cabins, furniture. Furniture, That's, correct. Yeah. yeah, from from navy to cruise vessel, more the the practical one to the more luxurious one. Then yes, in principle, the whole the whole branch of of ships on on a specific scale. I mean, so we're not looking into very small yachts. It's it's mega yachts, and then really like large ships, uh, ferries, cruise lines. So how does digitalization look like within um, interior? That's, I'm curious now. Very good point, very good point. I mean, we have different parts of digitalization. I mean, for example, the German Navy, if they ask for building something from us, we still build that in wood to be, be a mock-up for them to see like how a, a bridge on board looks like. In my perspective, we should switch to virtual reality or augmented reality. And we have these now mock-ups built for some of our companies, for our, our customers, that we, we show the customer also remotely how their new bridge, how their new cabins look like, so they can walk through, they can tell us, please change the colors. 
And with a blinking of an eye, we can immediately show them new colors, new ways of putting the furniture in the rooms and so on. So it's really like bringing them a more immersive technology to the end customer that they can actually already see the full room and not just a small mock-up where they have some haptics and some blinks. That makes really sense. It's also in a sustainable uh, matter. Now. So it's, is it own, I wouldn't say only, but is it more focused on virtual reality or also add-ons in regards to extras or more end-to-end usage or how, how for in regards to maintenance and repair and all this kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean, we, we're thinking currently a lot about the maintenance and repairment jobs as well. I mean, especially because the ships we are building or we are refitting, we are repairing, they're continuously on the move, right? They're never stuck in the in the yard for, for a long time, only once every X years. But we have a lot of yeah things that a ship is in Caribbean and they need to have a repairment job. And then we send a guy from us to be a repair job done but with vr and ar you can collaborate actually we have our experts here we can connect them together like a local technician and we can guide them through such a repairment job without us being on site so we you can think of a very sustainable way of repairment jobs in the futures that's what we actually work on and i pitched that at smm last year already so we had there a nice show with a collaboration i was there in in hamburg but a colleague in india and we were working together remotely in augmented reality in like a metaverse building a, a wet cabin together wow interesting and how was the response it was fantastic so the crowd was uh, yeah loving it uh, that we are already on the edge of of that technology like uh, that we yeah i mean our limits at the moment is that in vr or ar you're missing haptic you're missing smell right oh. so those kind of things which really matters for an end customer we cannot really transfer yet but so there will be always like for such kind of ways of design and interior there has to be a, a mixed a hybrid version of of showcasing something of of mock-up presentations and so on so even though I would love to have everything digital, there will be always like a hybrid. You think always, or is it a, a generational topic? Uh, it's, it's a hot question. It's, <laughs> a, it's a hard question, one. yeah. But I mean, we all love the real life, right? But in principle, in the future, I believe like that we will live life, live our lives in 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 the metaverse and in, in like a very virtual. <laughs> Yeah, you mentioned too, a teenager in house. I have also a teenager and they are a lot into the virtual world. So I don't know if they really miss the smell and everything because maybe they have, a, I think they have a different awareness around it. I guess there is also advantages for the customer then in regards to cost savings doing it like this. Correct, correct. I mean, at the moment, the most of our customers, they're still a little bit hesitating to go uh, along with that. Because it is somehow an investment into, into new technologies, into having the right infrastructure in, in place, and sure, a lot of configuration and maybe some misguidelines of what is actually possible at the moment and what are the requirements. So there's we need to align that. But in principle, I mean, if we show them in the, in the business case, like what it actually costs to build all in, in real, a mock-up, 
So we had like a thousand square meter in one of our storage areas for a big customer to present all the mockups and then fly in all the people from them to decide if it's okay or not. I mean, we can simply send out the, the glasses if they don't have it. We can all remotely lock into a room and then we can walk through wherever we are in the world. And this is just by, yeah, and then discussing and maybe in a daily base, right? Doing even revisions and reviews on specific engineering tasks and not only a finalized mock-up, which, which can be shown. So yeah, there's there's a lot ongoing, and but at the moment, a lot of customers are still very conservative to make the steps ahead. When talking about customers, is this the more the end user or the shipyard who's it's the shipyards one? and the owner? Yeah, I mean, especially in Germany, we see it's very conservative in that regards to to make this uh, digital efforts to to go ahead and to really do that. I mean, we see in the mega yacht area, it's 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 there. They're really asking now for VR to make renderings and everything from there nice rooms from their crew cabins and so on so they're really requesting that but for the big shipyards in germany they still having a few years i think thinking about <laughs> that and maybe we need to more showcase that so giving them like trials and so on because we are promoting that and trying to make that also like our marketing effort to get other people and our customers also on board and uh, yeah. see that as a potential good way to forward how is about the cooperation between various OEMs in regards to approaching the end user on it? Because I guess that you're not alone doing this. So how, how is that? It, it's a good point. So we are usually speaking always through the art to the owner. So for us, we, we don't have the direct contact to the end user. And that's why, yeah, we, we can only offer what, what we're doing but not to the end customer. So, I mean, we try always to to put that on, on the table at the yard and what, what we're doing and what we could offer. And then some of the owners which are there or having representative people there, they pick it up and they really like it. But You also mentioned China, that you are active in China. How is, how is it in China in regards to this technology? Are they more in the forefront than, and then uh, we in Europe? Yeah, I mean, the, the Chinese uh, people, they're way, way ahead of us. I mean, because mm. they use it in private life a lot already. So the, the general workforce are way more familiar with those kind of things. I mean, they use big software systems, infrastructures, which actually digitalize their whole life. They start with the same app, go outside, take the train, they buy their food with the same app. So all about WeChat. And it's all interconnected in one system, which can be seen like as a stage uh, before a metaverse, because they play a lot of games and watch movies and VR. But then it comes to the business case, and there we don't see that they are so far ahead of us. In, oh. in, in business, they, yeah, they're very similar to us, I would say. We touched upon uh, sustainability and digitalization and that part. How is the supply chain? Is that also optimized a bit through digitalization? We, we're actually working at the moment on it. Uh, we, we're implementing a new ERP system globally for our group to also having more transparency on, on sustainability to make more efficient logistics. We just got now four or five new employees only taking care about logistics in our group. 
because we had the issue with COVID and we had yeah lack of understanding of our supply chain. And we tried to make this way more efficient, way more transparent. We, we set up new warehouse systems to digitalize our warehouses in the group and to get all this up and running, it takes some time, especially if you have very complex structure. We are not a manufacturing business producing only one piece, which is same numbers throughout our system. We are very customized products for each customer. We're actually creating new rooms, right? New articles, new furniture, and that makes it a little bit hard and complex, but we are working on that to make that more efficient and more sustainable at the end. Yeah. I have a question which I think is will be really interesting because you as an expert uh, on this topic, two to five years from now, how how do you think the business will be? Yeah, I mean from a from a digitalization aspect wise, way more predictive, so that we see actually or we understand the market in a way like as online marketing does, right? I mean they know exactly how many customers come to your e-commerce platform to buy this this piece of I don't know shampoo. So I would like to have the same for our products, which are way more longer booked in the books in the yard, maybe 10 years, five years ahead. So I hope that we can really do with predictive analysis and understanding market evolution to be more efficient on both sides, on the end customer side, but also on our side to be yeah, on one level, we're speaking to each other, maybe machines even speaking to each other. What are the needs? What are the requirements that we don't, I would say, waste in, in exclamation marks, waste so much energy on on discussions. What is the future? What it has to be? I think there's a lot of gains if we really understand the market evolution and how we can implement that in our basic business heart. <laughs> to evolve better, yeah. I think that's yeah. the, the next five years because with GPT and so on, it's so rapidly changing now our daily work routines, our analytic skills, that there has to become a lot more in understanding and using all this knowledge. My last question, going back to you, Kevin, <clears throat> sorry. Um, what is success to you? For me, success is that all people I work with or in the future I work with understand all these steps. So for me, most critical in change processes and uh, implementation of new software is always that we lose people. And people are the heart of our organization. They are the knowledge. It's not the system. It's the people. And for me, success is that if I reach 99% of all people, within my reach to understand that these changes are necessary or that I understand that these changes are not necessary. So that either, yeah, I made a mistake or I made a mistake in, in translating it to everyone. Because mostly it's about translating all the changes, the processes we need to initiate and not, yeah, what, what actually has to be done. So yeah. success is that everybody is in one line understanding and following the same direction. So if I understand correctly, you miss a bit more the topic discussed in the business then? Yes, sometimes. I mean, sometimes it's just a simple decision, right, to go in one direction, but then bringing all people together and transferring that idea, this vision to them, 
to really follow that and to really highlight that the same way as as the top management is doing. This is sometimes missed. Yeah. Change management is like a key to success. Yeah, it's a challenging one because change overall uh, is something that is hard either in business or privately. So and do this you throughout have... the organization, right? It's, I mean, even though we all claim we are flat hierarchies, I mean, you have every people in your organization from a worker to a top senior management, they're very different people. And if I just look into one country, it's maybe easier, it's still, still hard to do this change. But then if I look into a global level, I mean, Asia, where we have entities, uh, India, Norway, Finland, Germany, very different people, very different lifestyles, ways to work, ways to follow also decisions. It's very hard to make this a success. I have actually another question related to this because you touched upon diversity. So do you think um, digitalization will promote and and get the process of diversity faster? Yes, definitely. Because it it access up the market way rapidly than ever before. I mean, we always speak about globalization, but market entry is always an issue, right? Also for employees. I mean, before... If I would have asked five years ago, a person seeking a job from, I don't know, from another country, it would have been hard to work for our company because they would have been moving uh, here to, to Hamburg maybe to start their job. But nowadays, I mean, we are open to have home office uh, 100% and then they can work also from other countries, right? So it's very easy and it makes it much more easy also for, yeah, I mean, disabled person maybe to access jobs because they can maybe work from home without uh, the need of going physically to a space to, to work from there. And I think with all these nice evolution in, in, the, in the conferencing systems, it's much more easy to also be, be there, even if you're not physically there. Thanks a lot, Karin, for the insights. Um, it's really interesting to see it from a, a digital and IT perspective, all the topics we touched upon, which is quite... So the easiest topics to to discuss uh, from uh, the digital point and from IT, and as you mentioned in the end now, with the possibilities opens up, that makes a big difference. Huh? I fully agree. I mean, it's our future, right? And we're all building on that. We, we all try to promote that. It will be good. I mean, in, in the past, we always said the past was better than it is now, but I think the future will be better than we shouldn't look into the back, we should look into it. Yeah, I think that's a very good summing up of our discussion. So thanks a lot, Karim, for attending my hot seat. Yeah, thank you, Jana. And I'm looking forward to, to listen to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have a nice one. If you liked it, please subscribe as I will continue to talk to various experts across industries and country borders. 